Welcome to Kingdom Come with Andrew Nkoyoyo, called to be God's voice, reaching people worldwide with the message of Jesus Christ. Thank you for joining us here on Kingdom Come. We are glad you're tuning in from wherever you are. We believe God has a word for you. And thank you for allowing us to come into your living room, wherever you're watching. I want you to really pay attention to this message because I believe it is cr crucial and critical for your walk and your work with the Lord. Remember, it is not your work for Him, but with Him. So turn with me to Corinthians, 2 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 14. We are talking about the results of a surrendered will. That a surrendered will will bring the true experience of the communion of the Holy Spirit with you. And the benediction tells us that the, the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the grace is attributed in this part to Jesus Christ, and the love is attributed to the Father. But the communion of the Holy Spirit is with us. Now, I want you to, draw, to note this, that the communion of the Holy Spirit is not you having communion with Him. It is Him having communion with you. And what is communion? Communion means partnership, fellowship, comradeship, cooperation. And this word goes through different phases of definition, but I'm going to give you some scriptures to give you an understanding. Luke 5 verse 10. And so was also James and John, the sons of Zebedee, which were partners with Simon. These were partners. In other words, they worked together. Okay, Paul says of Titus, 2 Corinthians 8.23, that as for Titus, he's my fellow partner and fellow worker for your benefit. You see, they were partners. They were in fellowship. They were comrades. They were in communion. Amen? Uh, Philemon 1 verse 2. It has the same intimate connotation of comradeship. To Philemon, our beloved fellow worker, and Aphir, our sister, and Ancipus, our fellow soldier, and the church in your house. So the communion of the Holy Spirit means that the Holy Spirit of God is a partner, is a colleague, is a comrade. Okay? And he comes into... Now, I want you to get this. If you get this, it will change your life. You don't have the communion with the Holy Spirit. The benediction, the Word of God told us that the communion of the Holy Spirit is with you. Stay with me here. You see, most of the time we are uh, saying we have the communion. We don't. He has the communion with us. And listen to this. He does not bring or take us into partnership, but he enters into partnership with us. And there is a difference. Because if he enters into partnership, he extends the invite. Watch this. This is where we miss. And the church is void of power because we have missed out on the communion of the third person of the Trinity. And we have to approach it according to the scripture. Paul says the communion is with you. He is communion. Now, I will show you that you have communion with the Father. You have communion with the Son. But he doesn't say you have communion with the Holy Spirit. Why? It's because of the special intimacy of relationship that you are to have with the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit sends out. He enters into partnership. He sends out the invite. 
the negotiation, okay, the condition. He enters into the communion with us. Now, are you seeing the picture? Now he's awaiting for a church, for an individual, for people that will answer yes to the invite. That's why Paul is saying the communion is with you, but you have to answer the call. You have to answer the invitation. He extends his hand and is looking for somebody to join his hand. And so, if we are going to know the power and the resources of the Holy Spirit, we have to know that dynamic. It is powerful. It changed my life. Because then you will go from trying to hear the voice of God to actually walking with the one who actually communicates and releases and imparts the voice of God. You are trying to seek power and all that God is, but I'll show you in Scripture tonight that the Holy Spirit is the one that is going to impart the power and the presence, the wisdom, the knowledge. As a matter of fact, the Bible calls him in the book of Revelation, it calls him the seven spirits of God. And then it goes on to tell us what those seven spirits are. It's the seven blessings, the complete working of the Holy Spirit. Amen? But he's going to extend himself to the level of your access, the level of your yieldedness, of your yes. Amen? Oh, the emphasis is laid on the fact that he partners with us. You see, then he becomes to us the colleague, the comrade sharing what we have, okay, and admitting us into his mission and placing at our disposal the resources of heaven and the resources of his person. Do you see the difference? He brings us, now I'll show you there is a response later after you say yes, that he brings you into his position and then you can have communion with him. But first, there is an invitation, there is a consent, an agreement that you have to sign, so to speak, by saying yes. And I believe the reason we are empty of power in the church today is because we haven't met this condition. The communion is with us and is waiting for a church that it will open up their hearts, their hands and everything they are and say yes to the Spirit of God. I'm sorry if I'm screaming, but I'm so fired up. You see, the true communion involves communication, involves sharing. You see, the partners put in the common stock for common ends. You see, that's why it's a result of absolute surrender. Because you put yourself at his disposal. And then you become partners. And because you are partners, now his resources are yours. And your resources are his. You are communicating your resources, your faculties, your members, all that you are with him. And you become co-laborers with the Most High God. Why? Because you have allowed the Holy Ghost to come in contact and in partnership with you. Are you seeing the picture, beloved? This is the key to the power of the Most High God. This is the key. He told me, you can't go farther until you talk because I'm calling the church to come back into communion with me. And you cannot communion with the Father or with the Son unless you cannot true communion with the Holy Spirit. And I'll tell you, beloved, where we are. You see, when you look into the Apostles' Creed, there is nine mentions 
of the works of Jesus and only one mention of the Holy Spirit. That just about sums it up. The interest on the doctrine and the working of the Holy Spirit in Christian thought. There are nine works that you find the Apostles' Creed. Go read it. But there's only one mention of the Holy Spirit. Because as a matter of fact, we don't need Him. We have substituted many things for actually His place. For good intentions, good performances, good programs, for His presence and for His power. But Paul tells us that the communion of the Holy Spirit is with you. He wants to come and enter into a new covenant, into a new agreement. He's negotiating with you. Even this afternoon, as I was in prayer, there are things he says, Andrew, you've got to let that go. You've got to th because he's constantly negotiating. Why? Because he has to bring you into his position. And when he brings you into his place, into his position, then he puts his resources at your disposal. Now, later, as you're yielding and you're saying, yes, you can have fellowship. Because now, you're not strangers. You're partners. Are you seeing the, re I call it the, 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 the reflex, the responsive communion from you. Now, as you walk down the street, you could talk to him. And immediately, there's a word of God that you'll hear. Why? Because now, you're no longer at arm's length. You are partners. You are common. He's involved in every affair of your life. He wants to be intimate. But his communion requires consent. He extends himself to the church. But the church has shut the door. Do we want to see? I'm going to show you in the next few series that we are so empty and so poor of all that heaven has. Why? Because we have neglected the one person that is here on earth. Jesus said, listen to this. Jesus said that it is to your advantage that I go. Because when he comes, his spirit, I'm limited to this body. But when he comes, he can be in Florida, he can be in California, and in Colorado at the same time. That's why Jesus says, I am going and he's coming. Because he can do much more with you, for you, to you, and through you than I can do right now. Why? Because Jesus was limited to one place at one time. But also because Jesus had come and performed his ministry. He came to perform the ministry of the Lamb of God. That takes away the sins of the world. You remember that the, the God the Father was in charge of the Old Testament church. And they commune with him and he will come and show himself in the pillar of fire, the cloud on Mount Sinai. But then after that we have Jesus who comes to save and then he comes and dies. He finishes his ministry. And when his ministry is done, he says, now I'm going. But I'm not going to leave you as what? As orphans. Listen. And he said, because when he comes, the spirit of truth, he's going to take what is of the Father. You put this in his spirit, beloved. He said, um, he's going to take what is of the Father and what is of me, and he's going to make it yours. 
Oh, you need to hear that again. He takes. You want to see the love of God? You want to see the fullness of God? You want to know Jesus? You've got to go through the Holy Spirit because Jesus is in heaven, seated at the right hand of the Father. But Jesus is here through the person and the work and the anointing and the presence of the Holy Spirit. You see, that's where we have missed it. Some people. But even those that believe in the doctrine of the Holy Spirit, they haven't realized the fact that his longing, his calling, his wooing, and his pressing, his tugging on your heart, and he's, he's calling you because he has everything you need. Let me tell you one more revelation God spoke to me in the last few weeks. He said to me, Andrew, everything you need is in your hands and in your house. And then I'm wondering, what do you mean? I, 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 we need funds. We need for these broadcasts and all these things. He says, it is in your house. And I said, God, you've got to give me scripture. You've got to show me in the word. And he told me, go to Ephesians chapter 3, verse 19 and 20. For God is able to do what? Exceedingly, abundantly, above all that you can ask or think according to. No, 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 no. According to the power that works in where? Come on, talk to me. The power is working in where? Uh-oh. Where is your house? This is the house. He says all you need is in the house. Why? Because you are the temple of the what? The Holy Spirit. So everything you need is in the supply of the Holy Spirit who dwells in you. Oh, you need, you, need, you, you need to get that. I pray you get it. Then as I began to press in His presence, then it began to make sense. You see, because everything you need is in the anointing. And who is the anointing of God? The Spirit of God communicates, imparts the anointing of God. And He says everything that you need is in the power. And who is the power? Where does the Holy Spirit dwell? And he says, it's in your hands. Oh, it's not somewhere out there. It's in here. Because he says, he can do exceedingly, abundantly, above all. But I have to know what I got. I have to know that I am the temple. And the moment you get your mind really renewed in that area, things begin to shift. Because you begin to walk as if you have authority because you do. Amen. Amen. And so then you begin to activate the anointing in you for the things that need to move in your life. Instead of looking outside and looking to the other person and the other person, you begin to look within and say, you begin to activate. He says, out of you, rivers will bubble, will flow. <laughs> Amen. Amen. He says, not outside. He says, out of you. You need to get that, beloved, because it changes your life. But you see, the fellowship is with you. 1 Corinthians 1.9. He says, God is faithful by whom you were called into the fellowship of Jesus Christ, our Lord. You see, you are called into the fellowship of Jesus Christ. You have the fellowship of Jesus Christ. First John chapter 1, verse 3. 
He says that which we have seen and heard we proclaim also to you. So that you too may have fellowship with us. And indeed our fellowship is with the Father and with his Son Jesus Christ. So you see according to scripture you have fellowship with the Father with Jesus Christ. But he doesn't say anything about the Holy Spirit. Why? Because the Holy Spirit has condition. It's that special intimate relationship that you share. Amen? Amen. Oh, this is good. John 16, verse 14. He says, He will glorify me, for he will take what is mine, what I just told you, and declare it to you. And listen to this. This will help your theology. He says, All that the Father has is mine. Therefore, I say that he will take, in other words, all that the Father has is mine, and all that I have, have given into the control of the Holy Spirit. Because he will take what is mine and he will take it, what is mine, and declare it to you. He's going to declare it. He's going to show it to you. He's going to make it unveiled to you. Now, this is the responsive communion. You see, in the first form, he comes into, he enters into partnership with you. And he, he awaits for that response your consent but as you yield and as you surrender he brings you in his position now you can commune there's a responsive communion now you have yielded to his to his consent to his invitation and now he brings you into his communion now you are no longer strangers but you are comrades you are partners you are sharing in the resources. He shares your body. You see, most of he told me, Andrew, you need to quit working for me. And you need to work with me. But it's not us working with him. It is him working with us. Amen? Amen. Luke chapter 1, verse 35. The angel says to Mary, The power of the Holy Spirit is going to come upon you. The Holy Ghost is going to And the power of the Most High shall overshadow you. Amen? Amen. And then she's asking, how is this going to happen? Because the Holy Spirit is going to make it happen. What was her response in verse 37 and 30, 38? It's not in my notes. She said, be unto me according to your word. She says, here I am your servant. May it be unto me according to your word. It was done. Absolute surrender. For the Holy Spirit, whatever has been prophesied, the angels brought the message, declared the will of God. But now for the will of God to set in motion, God requires absolute surrender. The Holy Spirit is waiting to activate the power of the Most High to, for her to conceive, but only until she says, Here I am, be unto me, according to your will. He awaits, now they become partners. You see, we are partners with the Holy Spirit. His communion is with us. And as we yield, He brings us into His position. And then we have the responsive communion that reflects communion, whereby we begin to commune back and forth. And then as you yield, and I'm going to show you, that this, uh, this uh, partnership is progressive. And His progress is most of the time hindered by qualifications on our part. 
reserves of mind, of the heart, of your life, their interests and barriers, pride, sin, iniquity in us, the things that quench and hinder and grieve the Holy Spirit, those are the things that hold him hostage. Because he came to glorify Jesus. But how come? How come we see so little of him even in the church? Why? Because we have interest. He can move if he can do it this way. He can move if it, we can wrap our theology around it. And he says, until you, you have absolute surrender with no conditions attached, I'll wait. But then somewhere, somewhere, God is he's calling and somebody saying, Lord, I don't care what you do to me. Here I am. Use me. And we, because I wondered, how come when I go to these third world countries, I see just, I'm from Uganda. We have seen outpourings. We've been in Europe. We are seeing God move. And then we come in most of these western countries. Why? Because it's comfortable. Actually, we don't need God. Until something really tragic happens, then we can really... I'm talking about needing God. I'm not talking about going to church. I'm talking about being desperate for God. That if he doesn't show up, you're done. That's kind of desperation. We don't have it here. And see, the Holy Spirit awaits for all these interests, unbelief and doubt, and all these barriers put at his disposal so he can begin to pull them out. The blood blocks and the barriers and the hindrances and the mountains, they're not from the devil. I'm telling you, the devil is not the hindrance. It is the self-will. Because the things that hinder this communion of the Holy Spirit are things that we have and we are holding on to. And if we'll say yes to the Holy Spirit, even right now somebody, God is speaking to you and is highlighting things. And you, it is up to you to say yes and surrender it. Until then, he's going to be knocking on the door. He, uh, he's relentless. He loves you. Okay, He's going to be on the door. He's going to be knocking on the door. Uh, you see, that's what he does with a sinner. He knocks on the door. He knocks on the door. And we preach the word of God. He knocks on the door until somebody opens the door. That's how much he loves us. Amen. But even God tells us in his word that his spirit will not strive with man. He will not. He will not force himself and his power on the church. There has to be a consent. Oh, beloved, this, put this in your spirit. He's not going to force himself on you. He's not going to impose his anointing on you. He's not going to pause his miracles, his signs and wonders, his revel, his will, because he carries the will of the Father and the will of Jesus in his hands to deliver to you. I'm going to show you later that is all the manifestation the Bible tells us is all the Spirit. If we want anything from heaven to earth, the Holy Spirit has to be given room to work. I'm telling you, this is the time and now is the hour for us to go on our knees and repent before God and to the Holy Spirit and say, I come. I remove every... Should ask him to show you the interests and the barriers and the things that grieve him. I'll tell you from experience daily, there is something he's highlighting in my life to let go. Give it to me. You don't have to struggle. You just have to put it at my disposal. That's what surrender is. Present your members. 
Present your mind. Present the will that is in your mind. That stubborn will. He says, I want it. And he will talk to you. But it's up to you to say yes. Why? Because he enters into the communion with you. And he waits for consent. He awaits for that cooperation from you. To say yes. Come Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. As you yield. You begin to have communion. Back and forth. But. Initially. The invitation is from him. Amen. Amen. The invitation. And so what are the conditions? They are simple. Abiding absolute surrender. Now I want you to realize I said abiding absolute surrender. It's not something you do when you feel good. It's not something you do when you had a great day. It is abiding Absolute surrender. Day by night. Day, night by night. Even as I drove to this meeting, I was still surrendering to God. Until he told me, Andrew, just shut up. <laughs> he just told me, just, just, just be quiet and yield and listen. Amen? Amen. Oh, I'm going to talk to you about because I'm telling you, there is nothing that we're going to see in the earth. The fulfillment of the Great Commission hinges on us connecting with the, really the Holy Spirit to fulfill the Great Commission. And I'm going to show you next because it is where it is right now. And God is looking. One condition, abiding, absolute surrender. Total consecration unto Christ. Consecrating yourself to Christ. I'll tell you this. There, is, there are books in heaven. And one of the books in heaven is the book of life. Do you know that the book of life in heaven doesn't re, uh, correspond with the book, the roster of the church today? You may be in the book of the church, but not in the book in heaven. Amen? Why? Because being a churchgoer doesn't make any difference. What you need is to have a relationship with Jesus Christ. And then after you've begun that, he requires you to have absolute consecration. Turned over, set apart for him. Implicit obedience. Did you hear that? Implicit obedience. In other with no questions asked. You say, does it mean that I just believe? If he speaks, you obey. What's the other the other one is an open and a pure heart. Psalm 24. Who can ascend into the dwelling place of the Most High? Who is allowed? One with clean hands. Your deeds are clean and a pure heart. Your motives, you have been purified. Okay? And it has to be open. And then the last one is faith in His grace and power. That's why the, the Bible calls him, he's the spirit of grace. He's the spirit of power. You know why? Because he imparts the grace of God to you. He imparts the power of God. Do you see how crucial this is? Because if you miss connecting to the manifester, to the, to the, to the one who imparts the power of God, we have missed it all. Amen? And so dear friend, you are watching. I want to challenge you. Do you know Jesus? He died on the cross. 
that you may come into this relationship with God, Father, Son, Holy Spirit. And right there where you are, you can open up your heart and receive Him into your life. Just simply pray and say this prayer from your heart. Lord Jesus, come into my life. Forgive my sins and wash me with your precious blood. Write my name in the book of life and empower me to live for you and to serve you. And if you pray that prayer, Jesus has come into your life. From this day forward, you have a new beginning, a new life in Christ Jesus. May God bless you.